0: Civilized people are reverting are
1: you right there?
0: to their primal instincts. <laughs> now, even Buffy's own friends
1: don't recognize her. Don't make Cave Slayer unhappy. And all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome to Sweaty Dale. Also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is, it's season 4, episode 5, Beer Bad. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, we'll be talking about deadly libations. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly even other shows and movies. If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me! probably better than a torturous and slow death by spider bites no one's gonna say that i did that perfectly that's fine you did oh. it perfectly wow. did you write it all down did you write it down no i just you would fuck we're on the fourth season
2: and you fuck it up every time and your script is wrong
1: i know so Moving i would hope on. i would hope incredible that I would finally so what happened
2: right. in this episode, Kelly?
1: <laughs> hey, slow your goddamn horses. Don't act like you've been here before. Jeez. <laughs> Clearly you've come in with an agenda. Oh. Some sass. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Kelly. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Daniel. Say hello.
0: Well, Thomas Aquinas.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Sasha, so say hello. Hello. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about Thomas Aquinas. We are here to talk about... Season four, episode five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Beer bat.
2: So mostly Thomas Aquinas.
1: Mostly. Mostly. Originally aired November 2nd, 1999. Written by Tracy Forbes. This is the first of three for the series all oh, in this God, season. She's back. Okay.
0: Uh, I thought this was the only one.
1: Nope. She comes back for something blue. What? Ooh. Which is fucking really a great episode. So it's super how high. I love
0: these
2: Buffy... Um creators do like the worst episode ever and then follow it up with
1: one of the best episodes ever Uh, and then follows it up with the worst episode ever uh, where the wild things are which is the the sex episode so she
0: really drew bet the you know two bad straws and she did the I mean for what it's worth, did the best she could with this material. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit yeah. we'll uh, about why
1: it. that happened. Yeah. Uh, she's also a writer for other TV shows, uh, Canadian and American TV shows, a show called Flashpoint, The Bridge, uh, and she actually co-created and produces and writes for a CBC show called Cracked, which I've never heard of. But Is I this mean, The
0: Bridge on FX?
1: It might be.
0: Okay, because that show was dope.
1: Just says The Bridge. I don't know. I didn't, didn't click on the link. So... Directed by David Solomon. This is 3 of 19 for this series. The last one he did was The Prom, and the next will be Goodbye, Iowa. A couple of things. Should we just say fun facts? Facts. Facts about the episode? Oh, no, wait. Plot first? Fuck. God. You know what? You're not allowed to do a good intro and then remember the order of the show. That's just how things work. we got
2: a list up there because we're a real podcast. I
1: know. God, what happened in this episode? We open up on a daydream where Buffy is pretending that Parker is a person he never was, who's like empathetic and, and regretful, and he has ice cream, but no, it was all just a, just a dream in psychology he never class. never did
2: have ice cream, what a lie. He never did.
1: But she knew who he was. Nah, I'll, get, I'll talk about that later. Anyway. Uh, so Buffy goes to the local pub we've never heard of before and won't see ever again, where Xander also happens <laughs> to have a job now, which is pretty fun, uh, and gets shwaisty with a bunch of douchebaggy frat guys. Uh, who are the future of this goddamn country. Turns out the beer is, I would say haunted. It's a haunted. It's a warlocked. Altered. The beer is altered. (laughs) Warlocked. The beer has been warlocked by uh, Jack, the unfriendly barman, uh, who has made a concoction with the help of his, is it brother-in-law? Brother-in-law. That turns the drinkers of the beer into Neanderthals for like a 24 to 48 hour period. Uh, And therefore, Buffy becomes one as well. So does the, the frat boy. Never forget Cal Penn, one of them, which is. The haircut before he gets turned into a Neanderthal is inexcusable. Ooh. So uh, shenanigans ensue, things get burnt down, and uh, eventually everything goes back to normal after Buffy saves Parker from the fire as well. B story, we meet Veruca and Shy for the first time. We saw Veruca in passing, and it was an earlier episode in the season, but.
0: We saw the previously on
1: yeah, we actually we actually get to see her, and that's that was a pivotal scene. I wonder if that'll be a factor in next week's episode. Anyway, fun facts. Let's let's fact them. So this episode is regarded by almost all Buffy fans as the worst episode of Buffy uh, ever. So, and that includes bad eggs. So. I love bad eggs. <laughs> it's
2: an acting, anything. It's an egg, Buffy. It doesn't emote. <laughs>
1: So this, just so you can kind of know, uh, that a good barometer for know that your show missed the mark. A couple of reviewers from the BBC said that it was, um, the BBC said this is like a terrible example of uh, American puritism. So basically commenting like, you can't, you know, half casual sex is bad, uh, drinking beer is bad. Uh, Sludge, which I believe was a Buffy message board at the time, said that it was trite and had an obvious message. But Christian today. Honest portrayal of consequences. So when Christian today is like, oh, you know what this is actually well
0: more Thomas Aquinas.
1: <laughs> you Let's know hear you're heading in, the, in the right direction uh, because this this episode begs the question why, and it turns out the reason why is because they were trying to cash in some, some government money. So you really are giving out money,
0: huh? Is that any more tacky than your faux I'm shy but deep campaign posters?
1: Yes. This episode's plot was actually constructed to get money from the National Drug Control Policy, uh, the Office of the National Drug Control Policy, which had government funds set aside to incentivize network television shows that if they promoted an anti-drug message, you could get some kind of ad revenue, like some kind of money, like either they would match your ad revenue money or something, you know. I don't think it was a ton of money, but people definitely did it. I mean... Talking about just the dead babies, Seventh Heaven was like a litany of episodes oh. where it was just that
2: like, was just like a Christian based show, though.
1: Seventh Heaven was yes, but they would also have been able to be eligible for this kind yeah. of stuff. So it started in the year ninety nine.
0: Sorry, when you got to pay for all these people, I mean, I don't oh, know who that's, I mean, that's a huge. But like, if they got that drug money coming in, it's like we can pay all these money. fucking people, <laughs> all
1: these extras for Maggie Walsh's class,
0: yeah. No, for everywhere. there. Are the, I'll bring it's it It's a very right. populated episode. So many oh, fucking yeah. people. A ton of people yeah. in the bar. Oh,
1: yeah. And the, yeah you yeah. the bronze, too. And yeah, everywhere.
0: Real amount. God,
1: there people. are a ton of extras. I didn't even think about that. The best part is that they didn't get the fucking money. Mm. So they wrote this episode just to try to cash in a little bit on some, some ad revenue, whatever it was, from the Office of the National Drug Control Policy. And they were rejected because, quote, drugs were an issue. But it was otherworldly nonsense, very abstract, and not like real-life kids taking drugs. Viewers wouldn't make the link to the ONDCP's message. Say, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? So, oh, you.
2: Yeah. I mean, they literally named the episode Beer Bad. Could you be any more transparent about right. what you're doing? Be-
1: but because there was a spell involved.
2: Okay, but can we talk about how they used to run those those ads where you'd crack an egg into a pan and be oh, like, yeah. this is your brain on drugs. Right. That didn't make any sense either. Yeah. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions?
1: So that's the reason why this episode exists. And poor Tracy Forbes that she, like you said, drew the short straw. Like, yeah. someone's going to write this episode so we can get a fucking check. Looking at you, Tracy. And you know it just went
0: to Joss Whedon and his like his house or whatever.
1: They just went to his house? What you do know, you mean?
0: It just his, like mortgage. It's like, give me that drug money. I'm gonna paint oh, my sure, house. Oh, sure, sure, right,
1: right, right. That we will later use. That's what a, we're doing as a movie set.
0: Yeah, he didn't have that in his mind then. Nah, probably not.
1: The only other thing is, uh Cal Penn actually apparently shows up in an episode of Angel as well, season three, episode two, that vision thing.
0: What when was he, he doing before he got famous?
1: I i guess. I mean, he's I don't probably know. in
0: tons of stuff then. If he's just kind of like going lot to lot. You watched House, up on right? Shows. Was he
1: a recurring character on House, or was yeah. he only in like one episode? Yeah, he was a recurring character. Oh, okay. Does he like kill himself or something? Mm, I don't remember I, no, I never watched that show
2: he was one of the helper assistant people that worked with House one of the
1: doctors mm. the, uh, this episode is so uh, light on positive things or content that uh, even the watcher's guide had only this to say about it yes the grotto is the name of a student hangout specializing in studying and coffee beverages this is where Willow and Parker, Parker are having their conversations right. which is a world. new place
0: yeah that was new
1: in Go Fish, so we, that's it. That was the only part of one, about this episode. In Go Fish, a set called The Grotto was built. Producer Gareth Davies loved the Grotto set. The company held a party on it. I love it. <laughs> so that's beer bad facts for you.
0: Wow.
1: Wrapped <laughs> up in Go Fish facts. So how do we feel about this episode? First impressions? Did you like it? Did you, uh, Daniel, do you want to tell me how you feel about the episode?
0: I love the first 20... Mm. Ten. It took me thirty minutes to watch the first ten minutes. Because I was taking so many photographs of my friends uh, screenshots and I was taking and I was taking so much audio that you're gonna hear throughout this episode mm-hmm. from those moments. And I was thinking from and the intro too, the the, the cold open was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. And, and we learned
1: that not only Xander or Xander isn't the only one that has like meow, 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 crazy music mm. when he daydreams.
0: These are the things we want. Simple things. Comfort, sex, shelter, food. We always want them and we want them all the time. The id doesn't learn, it doesn't grow up. It has the ego telling it what it can't have and it has the superego telling it what it shouldn't want. But the id works solely out of the pleasure principle, it wants. Whatever social skills we've learned, however much we've evolved, the pleasure principle is at work in all of us. (laughs) So, how does this conflict with the ego manifest itself in the psyche? What do we do when we can't have what we want?
2: Buffy, I don't know what to say. After how I've treated you and now I owe you my life. Can you ever forgive me?
0: Yeah, amen, and not only to daydream into real life and then go back to the daydream. That was a first for the oh, Buffy yeah. as well. I can't remember a time we've ever went back to you know basically like you know the daydream or whatever. Uh, that was fantastic. The whole scene with Xander showing up on campus was fantastic. Literally everything about that was great. Went to the bar and at first it's fine, but then it's just like Parker Riley, Riley right? That's the name Riley. Mm-hmm. And just whoo, slow no, I think, descent on it. No, the down. first
2: 20 minutes of this episode, Oscar worthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing and perfect until we get our first cave person, like full caveman out and about yeah. town. I mean, Buffy, that's all. Buffy, half drunk, Buffy, half cave person, like the cave mm-hmm. slayer. Is amazing. I love every single moment with her, and I do not regret this episode for having the bad ending that it has. Because honestly, I mean, that's pretty great.
0: Yeah, her sitting in her dorm room looking at the TV pictures and just the the miscommunication about group sex with Willow oh, that was, was so one good. of like that's it's the so thing. Good. She's really funny. I'm suffering the afterness of a bad night of badness. You didn't? Not with Parker again? No with four really smart guys. Four? Oh. Oh. Oh, Luffy, are you okay? Are you... Do you wanna talk about it? I went to see Xander. Then it's Parker. Then came beer.
1: And then group sex?
2: <coughs> Got her face? Oh, just lots and lots of
0: beer. It's nice, foamy, comforting. It's beer. She's a really good writer, and she did absolutely a great job with what she had. Her and stealing I really appreciating that
1: sandwich. It. Mm. Oh wow!
0: I, can't I, I fucking it. you. Actually, got it that screenshot
1: from like years ago. Yeah, that is actually started.
0: our logo on all social media. That's our logo on our <laughs> website, and it always has been. Yeah. And it, I didn't even know it was from this episode. Oh really? But when I learned that, I was like, oh. That sucks, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you have to have it all in slow motion.
1: just—that's <laughs> it. That's the one. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh, Buffy's stealing a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, just... just the best. Oh, speaking of Oscars and not Oscars, but awards, uh, this episode was actually nominated for an Emmy for outstanding hairstyling for a series. <sighs> Who's is- uh, buffies, I guess cow pens. Oh, god! I hope not. Oh, god!
0: <laughs> or, um, maybe just well, I guess it's not costuming, right? It wouldn't be hair for the cavemen, uh, it could be mm-hmm. like cool body none hair. Of, none yeah.
2: of them really stood out for me for the hairdos. I mean, Buffy's like cave,
1: post cave,
0: like her cave hair yeah. was curly cool. hair look.
1: I think it was neat. I mean. Yeah, I think that could be it. I
0: oh, like girls,
1: you stupid. Are you stupid? No, oh, you stupid. <laughs> Smelly head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Poor Calpen.
0: Yeah. The, well, I got it. Yeah. Right yeah. there. The matted <laughs> hair.
1: That's so funny. Like, yeah, where she looks dirty and her hair's all <laughs> fucked up. Best hairstyling for a series. Yeah. But I mean, for what it's worth, I I've never been a hairstylist. I don't know what goes into that, and I'm sure it's not easy to recreate that look. No.
0: Maybe. create that look. That's what I want. <laughs> I want the cave woman look.
1: That's right. I and mean, who doesn't? But uh, thank you for your input on this this mm-hmm. episode. I want to say that I feel similarly. I think there's a lot of funny jokes in this episode, but overall, yeah, it's just like the most. Ham-fisted. Like, we really moved away from the moral messages after season two. Mm. Um, it was even light during season two. But this is just like, it's bad. That's bad. I don't
2: believe this is entirely on the up and up. What gives it away? Looking at it.
1: But this episode's all about... Buffy and Parker. Drinks that make you turn mm. into cave
0: people. Right, right. That did happen
1: And too. while I don't know that there's been an actual instance of that, there have definitely been some mm. questionable libations causing sickness and death that i would love for her to tell me about.
2: okay well off the top of my head because i didn't do any research on
1: this <laughs> this is totally not coached or set up at all
2: not planned at all um okay so for the setup for this i just want to explain there's ethanol and there's methanol right ethanol is the shit that gets you drunk that you drink methanol also gets you drunk and then it kills you <laughs>
1: And are they both byproducts of making alcohol, or is only ethanol a byproduct of making alcohol? Well,
2: methanol is what you call wood alcohol. Okay. And so it only takes about two shots of methanol to kill an adult mm. human being. And a
1: shot is about an ounce. I yeah, think. two
2: or, ounces. Wow, wow. Um, it only takes about two teaspoons to kill a baby with it. Oh, it's no. Really deadly. It, um, basically, it's the way your body breaks down the alcohol. It it turns into acid which gets into the bloodstream and then you get this acidosis thing which causes Jesus. like blurred vision confusion dizziness and then you get a really terrible headache you get fall into a coma and then you die wow, wow. so methanol is placed in industrial alcohols so to discourage to discourage people from drinking it and this has been happening since prohibition times um but so it's found in things like antifreeze De icing fluids, fuel additives, paint remover, shellac varnish, windshield wiper fluid. Um, back in the Prohibition times, a really popular thing to do was to take Sterno, which is like canned heat that you would use to like
1: cook food. Oh, that they use like for chafing dishes or like yeah. for catering. Um,
2: and you would strain it through a sock, make jungle juice out of it with fruit drink mixers, and then um, die. <laughs> And Holy apparently shit. it happened so much and so often that Tommy Johnson in 1928 wrote a song called Can't Heat Blues about people dying from tuberculosis.
0: Playing that song. Alright.
2: Sure. So that just I would just want to like lay the foundation of like why you can drink alcohol and it's fine, and you can drink other alcohol and it's really not fine. Um but I want to take this back to the nineteen forties, Eastern Tennessee.
0: Whoa, I can feel it. Okay, I'm there. Are
2: we ready for this? <laughs> I'm, yes. there. I'm about I'm already to hit you with some fun facts about soft Eastern drinks. Eastern
0: Tennessee. Oh, okay.
2: Well, hey. So, in eastern Tennessee, there were these two brothers called Barney and Al Hartman. And what they did, they were bottlers. They made homemade whiskey. Delicious. And in, like, the 1930s, 1940s, soda was, like, a regional thing. Like, you couldn't get it all across the country like you can now. Like, Coke's, like, freaking everywhere. Like, you can go to, the tiniest little village in Africa and, like, drink Coke there. So it wasn't like that in the 40s. And they wanted a really good citrus soda mixer for the whiskey. So... And they couldn't source it anywhere, so they decided they were going to make their own. (laughs) And what did they name it? They named it after the slang term for homemade whiskey. Mountain Dew. Oh no! no. It means moonshine. <laughs> nice. That's what people in Eastern Tennessee used to call moonshine was Mountain Dew. So they named their citrus mixer Mountain Dew. Wow. <laughs>
1: oh, that sounds terrible. Mountain Dew and whiskey. Close.
2: yeah Yeah, that's what they. That's what they were
1: doing. Well, they with fucked it. up already.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So when it was originally promoted, when it was originally launched as a thing that you could buy, they had a mascot for it, which was called hillbilly willy yeah it's like a cowboy looking guy they had
1: that in the throwback bottles
2: yeah 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 um and their slogan was it'll tickle your innards <laughs> <laughs> so and I found this really old commercial like the first commercial they had and it's these all these it's all these hillbilly people going woohoo mountain dew and then their hats explode off their heads <laughs> And then it ends with "It'll tickle your innards." I don't know why that would make
1: anyone want to buy it. It's uh, incredible. <laughs> it'll make your head explode. and It'll make your tummy dingly foamy. <laughs> yeah! Mountain Dew. Oh, beautiful Sal was a stone-hearted gal, refusing to
2: bill or to coo. But Clem was right smart. He appealed to her heart with that gal getting good old Mountain Dew.
0: your innards cause there's a bang in every bottle
2: <laughs> alright so it went through a couple of venerations like the original brothers sold the soda recipe which was sold again and eventually PepsiCo ended up buying it in 1964 and we have like the standardized re- recipe that we kind of know today which is mostly water corn syrup orange juice and caffeine there's like some other oh, stuff there's orange juice. It. that's its wow. main flavoring wow I would Who could never have known? guess that yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah and it's like green a lot
2: of food coloring, some okay. citric acid, some other stuff. But those are the main ingredients. Um, mm. So they started marketing it to a couple of different, like, peoples. Okay. They used the term game fuel to promote it to gamers who were playing, mm. like, on their computer. Mm. You know, that's a huge culture thing. People, like, dudes sitting in the basement drinking Mountain Dew and playing. Oh, sure. Drinking their balls. But that was way later, though. Yeah. No, this isn't in the 1960s. Yeah. Moving fast forward <laughs> to, like, the last 15 years okay. or so. And then they also use the tagline "Do the Do" to like appeal to skaters, sports people, right? Oh yeah, and Tony Hawk.
1: There was a whole level where there was Mountain Dew billboards. Do the Do. Yeah,
2: and they've had a bunch of different flavor iterations, like uh, Taco Bell's Baja Blast. They had a cherry flavor. I love
1: Baja Blast.
2: And so then in 2015, and it sounds like you already know about this, or maybe it was you. They launched a very ill-conceived and nostalgically aggressive product that they called Dew Shine. Oh, Do you remember this? I, I Did know. you see this at all? No. So it had the same original slogan, it'll tickle your innards. No, and, and they claimed that it was the first time you could buy it legally.
0: <laughs> Introducing
1: Mountain Dew Dew Shine. Smooth, clear dew with an old school citrus kit. Dew Shine. Available legally for the first time.
2: Um, And so it was quite different than any other Mountain Dew product that had ever been released. It was the first clear product. Like, it was a clear soda. Everything else has been colored before that. It was made with real cane sugar and not corn syrup. And the only way you could buy it was in, like, those old-timey glass bottles or small alcohol-shaped jugs. Whoa. (laughs) So it looked like and was marketed like it was alcohol.
1: No, I definitely never saw that. I mean, they made a throwback can. But... I
0: remember the throwback, even the glass. I remember. Yeah. In the cane sugar. But it definitely like didn't yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. So cold. I never did do you guys want to pictures of it? Yeah. yeah. The TV is off.
2: What? What people? And then it was discontinued in 2017. But it's not alcohol. It's not alcohol. Okay. It's soda. It's mm. also a citric flavor, but it has no orange juice in it. Hmm. Don't know what the magic ingredient is. I couldn't find that. So it only lasted for well, a year and a half, almost yeah. two years. Um, and the reason why oh no, is because we're going to travel right back to its hometown, Tennessee. In 2016, teenagers decided, inspired by perhaps Dew Shine, they decided to take Mountain Dew, the original flavor, and mix it with high-performance racing fuel, and drink it. Why? Uh, Which they uh, called uh, (laughs) Dooshine. No! Because it was their own bootleg homemade version of alcohol. They thought it would be fun to get drunk off of it. The Problem is, high-performance racing fuel that you put in fucking race cars is um, almost 100% methanol and poisonous to humans.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: Welcome back to the real story. Deadly concoction being blamed now for the deaths of two Tennessee teens. Police say they mixed Mountain Dew with racing fuel and then ingested it. Since their deaths, more teens have admitted to also drinking this potentially deadly cocktail. Trace Gallagher is live with more on this disturbing story. What did you find out, Trace?
0: Gretchen, there's even a name for the deadly cocktail. They call it Dew Shine. As you say, Mountain Dew mixed with racing fuel. Turns out a group of boys in Greenbrier, Tennessee drank the mixture as a way to get high. So
2: this happened on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. A sixteen year old kid, Logan Stevenson, was found dead in his bed yeah. and they realized he had been partying with his friends the night before. They found his three friends that were with him. They were all really sick. They went to the hospital. One more kid died. The other two were eventually released after getting treated because they drink drink less of yeah. their dew shine than their oh, two friends. God. So two people in Tennessee drink Mountain Dew mixed with gasoline. <laughs> And died, and Mountain me. Dew that was already selling a product called Dew Shine right. was like, oh, Whoops. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and discontinued, we swear it's discontinued, discontinued their line. We probably hustle. never should have been marketing to children this product and pushing so heavily on the illegal moonshine <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Mountain, like, humans have a long history of drinking methanol items that are deadly. I mean, this goes back to, like, over a hundred years and Mountain Dew has a deep history apparently with the bootleg whiskey industry but this was like a horrible like combination of of both of them yeah (laughs) wow so moral of the story is don't drink Mountain Dew (laughs) I mean I guess right but they were mixing with just
1: like regular ass green Mountain Dew yeah
2: regular Mountain Dew they weren't using the clear kind
1: man they
0: couldn't even be bothered to buy the Dew Shine right nope
2: they were were making their own Dew Shine I know (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, I just find that that's the most galling part. Buy the Dew Shine. Go Man. for the upper. Go f- go for it. And mix it with the gasoline. Man, Come on.
1: Poor Mountain Dew. They're like, it's bad enough they actually used Mountain Dew to make this shit. But then they kind of call it our fucking thing.
0: Yeah. Call it something else.
2: Yeah. Uh, the sheriff of the town that it happened in was quoted as saying, Typically, people don't come up with names for something. If it's an isolated event, we need to educate people. And so they had this big thing in Tennessee where they took kids into the schools and they were like, look, don't drink gasoline. It will kill you. <laughs> oh, and there were parents quoted as saying, like, you never thought you'd have to tell your kids this. But now we're all worried. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. So,
0: I like to think that Mountain Dew's corporate lawyers also showed up to be like, hey, if you are going to drink gasoline, don't brand it. <laughs> just don't use our for, brand. We're for, suing for you. Our brand. We're gonna find you in the woods and we're gonna sue your ass.
1: Where the fuck are you living that it's easier to get high performance racing fuel than it is to just get some goddamn beer? Tennessee, apparently,
2: land of NASCAR. I mean, it probably
1: would be pretty niche, right? Like, let's say your family's into racing or whatever, so you just have gasoline
0: no, everywhere. No, I mean, but like you, you have... can just
2: like go to like a gas station liquor. and buy it. Sure. You
0: what? Can just go buy it.
2: They're sixteen year old. They could drive. Yeah.
0: What? I mean if you wanted if you if you went to a store, I'm sure you could buy it. Maybe they don't have it on the shelf, but I'm sure you could order it and get it.
1: Oh. Well, I guess that's fair. I and mean, why
0: would anybody Okay. No, I saw I saw no all these to pictures and Tennessee assume you're drink where it's it. like
2: there's straight up like gas pumps that you can go to and get oh. raising fuel. And you can also go to like motorcycle shops and stuff and they sell in gallon jugs. Oh. Yeah, I so I don't I think it's that hard and I don't think there's an age restriction on it. So well, if a you're a sixteen year old kid it's easier to get your hands on than oh, Jesus alcohol Christ. if you don't drinkable alcohol if you don't know someone who's Oof. 21 well
1: that was amazing
0: well buffy was not drinking gasoline
2: thank
1: at least. god for that but
0: she would be a dead slayer
2: <laughs> gasoline bad
0: <laughs> gasoline bad
2: Do you what am bad. i saying
0: gasoline bad
2: Want beer like beer beer good
0: beer bad 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 beer what the hell am i saying buffy go home and go to bed Say bye. Bye.
1: Bye. bye. Buffy bye was not drinking welcome. gasoline. She was drinking Black Frost.
0: Black Frost.
2: Which isn't a real brand, right? No. Not that I know of. That would be bad for that brand. There
0: has to be a Black Frost that's been made. I mean, at least, obviously, probably people, uh, home brewers have definitely made Black Frost before. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, but I'm good I'm, and strong. But I'm surprised that nobody ever has. Because, I mean, the ingredient is acid, clearly. Um, <laughs>
2: Danger but, acid. <laughs> it looks like it says G-acid. Yeah, I
0: think it said danger once upon yeah. a time. Oh. But yeah, I'm sure homebrewers do.
2: Black Frost, I, the first time I saw it, I immediately was like, that sounds like a beer brand. Like, no question. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's definitely Absolutely. sounds
1: real. With all the microbreweries in the world, I can't imagine that there isn't a brand called Black Frost, but I'm not familiar. And it, it's definitely a sticker that they made and put on a keg. I don't no, think 100%. that was a keg of Black Frost, if it does
0: exist. And it does say beer, Black Frost, cold Good and is- strong. Or good? good and strong. Good, good and, and strong. strong. Sorry, good can't and strong. Can't
1: guarantee that it's cold. It Although the frost, you would think maybe. I mean, it's definitely like Bud Light or whatever. I is feel like that, it's even less drink.
0: than Bud Light. It's like completely watered down. Whatever they were using as a substitute to drink on set. Didn't even appear like beer. It was, like it was apple juice. It was almost water. I mean, yeah. it was really gross. And like Xander didn't fill the pitcher up all the way. Oh my I would god! Be like, I wrote that, that down. I would be just livid. Like yeah. if I'd be like, no, 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 you're not done yet. Keep going. <laughs> you know, salty earth. I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Fill Jack. my pitchers. Jack. Now,
1: yeah. <laughs> the uh, did you do? Did you, did you catch the names? I don't even think they said the names of everybody, of the all the, the frat boys, the four guys that turned oh, to the care. Neanderthals. Uh, the main dude, the we're going to rule this country or whatever with the future of America. I just called
0: him Brett Kavanaugh.
1: I mean,
2: I mean, I assumed his name was Chad.
1: Accurate? Oh, we're going to call him Brett. It's Colm. C O L M. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yep, it's we got Colm. Right. Hunt is Cal Penn. and then of one of them is Kip, and one is Roy.
0: I mean, so. great, great stuff. The thing that the modern day pundits fail to realize is that all the socioeconomic and psychological problems inherent in modern society can be solved
1: by the judicious application. Way too much beer. Black Cross <laughs> is the only beer.
0: <laughs> I thought you guys thanks. needed to know that. Tracy, Tracy, was yeah, this? thanks Tracy. Thanks, thanks. Tracy. That was yeah. wonderful?
1: Yeah. Uh, have you ever drank alcohol and turned uh, you into a gay man?
0: I've drank alcohol. I've I've been known to dabble in the dark arts. Of alcohol. <laughs> uh, Do you know a warlock? <laughs> <laughs> right? you know, no, I've never. Bec- I mean, have I? No, I no, I've not become a caveman. It's a metaphor. But have I metaphorically <laughs> become? A ca- yes.
1: As we all have, that's the thing I like it's, about beer it makes all everybody the same.
0: I know, I've, yes, and all of that propaganda you want to spew at me, mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> it, there's a ring of truth to it all. Tracy knows what she's doing; she's writing a, a story, but I, I don't appreciate your preaching. That's all. So, yeah, the episode is is too heavy handed, but it's like oh, sure. the stuff it's saying is not inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not great, but there's no life without.
1: Well, the other oh, message was supposed to be casual sex is bad, right? I oh, guess. yeah, absolutely. I mean, the
0: whole weird. No it's one all... had
2: sex in this episode. Only thing you're thinking about is how long before you can jump on my bones.
0: Look, if you think that I'm...
2: I mean, you men. It's all about the sex.
1: Find a woman, drag her to your den, do whatever's necessary, just as long as you get the sex. I tell you, men haven't changed since the dawn of time. I think just because the conversation with Parker, yeah. it's like we're supposed to be like, oh, only a scumbag would do that. And part of me is like, yeah. Okay, so there's a line where Buffy says... I knew what he was, and that made me spiral out a little bit because I'm like, I don't think that's true. I don't mm. think she knew he was a womanizing, if you want to call him that, or a person that would have sex with you and not call you back, right? Yeah, I don't think she would have entered into that relationship had she thought that. And we saw right. no indication of him other than like the little moment with Kathy, which I think was just like we're supposed to believe he was not definitely not. He's just being friendly with right. his roommate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I don't know why that was thrown in there. I knew oh. what he was. I guess it was just so Buffy could have her pity party of like, I deserve this. Of course he did this to me. Which was, again, a little weird, but. How's the fugue state coming
0: along? I mean, that's it. She's in a fugue state. She is not in reality right now. Yeah. Everything that she said and felt in this episode was ridiculous. Yes. Top to bottom.
1: Which is why she had to turn to a caveman. How come she didn't turn, like, get the brow? Everyone else got the brow.
2: I think it's supposed to be that she didn't drink as much as they did. You think? Well, she got sent home early. Xander sends her home, and then they stay there and keep drinking. Oh,
1: that is true. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, and she also seems to like keep her power of speech a little bit more mm. than they do.
0: I mean, listen. Once we start talking about the rules and shit like that, that's where this episode <laughs> truly falls apart. That's that's the worst part about it. The I'll
1: monsters think. this week are officially called the Neanderthals. If anyone should need to reference them, I don't them. care. Never featured before, or since and no shit. Weird. Hopefully,
0: Greg is in prison. Right? That's his name. The bartender. Jack. Jack. Jack.
1: The bar- There's the a lot of Jacks Jack. in this show, actually.
0: Let's put Jack in prison.
1: Let's put Jack in prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is he still on the street? I don't know. I've got a lot of problems. Yeah, I know. I mean, just to touch on the Parker stuff and, and Buffy. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the episode, right? She wants to drink. Well, she didn't really want to drink. It's so weird because she didn't like seek out alcohol. She just randomly ran into Brett Kavanaugh and was like and was like, yes. and was like you you're going to drink with us and it's like that's an innocent enough it doesn't have to be a terrible well, but the, I mean, the,
1: the start was so rapey like you're yes. not allowed
0: to leave i know i know
1: yeah. not great
0: <laughs> but it's like but i don't know it's i thought i just thought buffy would be like i'm going to drink but i guess that would not be you're not going to get cut a check for having somebody go and be the lonely drunk that xander wants you to be oh like,
1: absolutely right
0: yeah. so it's like she has to almost be coerced into it but i feel like buffy would be like I need to take an edge off. Why can't Buffy? Come on,
1: buh. be a lonely drunk. Go to the bar. So none of the, our friends have really done that. I mean, they are younger, right? They're only eighteen max in this season, right? Uh, but Willow does turn to alcohol immediately in something blue. The first thing she does, she's like, "I'm going to get wasted." Good.
2: Yeah, she's like hiding a beer bottle in her coat or whatever. <laughs> what the great. fuck? And then <laughs> the everyone's great. like, "Everyone's like Willow, you're going off the deep end." And I'm like, "It's one beer." I mean, she was like drunk. I know, but still. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you've had, like, a cave slayer experience, it kind of, like, changes your perspective on the world, but it always felt extreme to me with Willow. Yeah. But I think it's fun. I mean, I understand the draw for Buffy to be around guys You actively seem like they like her after feeling, like, scorned by Parker to want to be around them even if she doesn't actually like them.
1: I mean, I have a hard time putting myself into that position. Like, a heterosexual woman would maybe want attention from guys when she's feeling down. Like... I can I, I can get that if we take away how douchey they are and like the rapey weird vibe from the beginning. Okay, sure. Like they seemed fine enough, other than like just being insufferable assholes. Uh, but I, I I don't know that she I don't know I, I don't know that she would. Well, here
0: here I'll help you out. What this was was contrived, and it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. That's again a bad problem with Buffy is that it doesn't make. Any real sense. It's not something that Buffy would do. We pass it off because she's sad about Parker and that she would just do it. And it's like, well, that's just enough. Fine. But, like, I don't know. I don't buy it. I
1: mean, I guess that's really why we had to ramp that up beforehand was her being so distraught still well, over, it, over Parker.
0: And not only that, but it's also even introducing Riley. Riley showing up. Mm. Riley has a life. He's got other shit going on. I appreciated him just being like, I got to go. You're fucking annoying. And, like, you're clearly... So into this, but I mean, the show really is hitting us over the head. It's like we disapprove of Parker. We love Riley. Handsome, Riley's a good boy.
1: Riley, here he
2: is again. And, and he's, he's so normal and balanced, <laughs> right? And
0: he's and he's Parker's opposite number. So it's like I am a good boy. I yeah. respect to <laughs> women. Whatever, blah blah yeah. blah. And it's like, and also Parker making out. Not even Katie Lunds. Where's Katie Lunds? I oh, mean, she's or Katie Lunas. Whatever her name is, I forget. No, I well never. Remember. He's moved on. Oh, yeah. From Katie Lunas, who's also probably heartbroken, apparently, mm-hmm. at some other bar across town because these are 18 old year olds getting drunk.
1: She actually knew who he was. That's fair. She knew who he was. I mean, Riley knows his rep is not a secret, but I don't think Buffy. Is. Oh, God.
2: Okay, well, Buffy, like, I mean, this happened the first couple of weeks she was in school. It's not like she's been there a while. Yeah. Parker and Riley are both older. They've been there for a couple of years. So, yeah. that's a good point. They would know. Oh, that's a good point. That's more right. likely, like, famous reputations on campus or something like that famous. That's thing. I, don't know. I do want to say though I mentioned this when we were watching the episode I always think of Riley as being really boring and tedious and also just like unnecessary like I don't like him I understand he's supposed to be kind of like a, the foil to Angel like he's the normal human but then he turns out to really be more destructive than Angel I think in a lot of ways But before he starts dating Buffy, he's actually really great. Yeah. He's just like, okay, I see you don't want to talk to me right now, so I'm going to leave. Like, he's just like, no pressure, just kind of like friendly to her, but he doesn't seem like he's hitting on her. Like, he doesn't even really remember her. And it's really nice to have someone where like, their life doesn't revolve around Buffy and they don't care, but it's also not Parker being a total douchebag to her. It's just like, I'm a nice person. See you later. Yeah. (laughs) it was... was
0: nice it was a great and it, it made sense then at that point even like Buffy just being so into it and being sad and going and sitting at the bar and I don't know
2: I mean Xander is there and I feel like she does go to Xander to be comforted yeah I do kind of wonder if it's like that thing where you go to your like loser friend and you feel better about your life because like even though my life sucks it's not as
1: bad <laughs> as this guys yeah I'm the new bartender over at the pub got my lighter my rag my empathy face
2: um, <laughs> but I would say that,
0: that uh, you know, the, the disconnect is still strong because Sanders fine. He's, I mean, sure, he's probably not happy with his job or whatever because he's getting, he feels like he's being, you know, um, intimidated or patronized by Brett Kavanaugh. But, like,
2: mm.
0: he, he's he got to know deep down, like, you're actually a douchebag. I'm fine. I'm I'm with Anya. I, you know, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I have a job. But you know what? I've got a job. I've got a girlfriend. What do you got, Brett Kavanaugh? Debt.
2: <laughs> Probably De- not. His debt family's and probably a Supreme rich. Court bench, oh, yeah, bench yeah.
0: waiting for you. I feel
2: like his family's probably rich.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean his name is Cole. Yeah. I mean you don't name That's kid a rich Cole. people name Absolutely.
1: for sure.
0: No no no, I rudely interrupted, and it sounds like the two of you are having quite the meeting of minds. Possibly debating the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering. You have a take on that? I've got beer.
1: You want some beer? There, there aren't bars on campus.
0: Oh, right? this yeah. is all fake. This yeah. is a room. This is like a room in a lot, like a library room. This is like a room. Yeah, in it is like weird. this doesn't. This is not a bar. Right. Yeah. Like, th- this is clearly. But a still, set. just
1: like to state a fact, like you can't have a bar on campus. Right? I don't
0: think that there's a. Bar. I can't think of a bar on campus. I'm trying. I to
2: mean, look. PSU has bars on campus, but they're also like a city.
1: See, place. that's why it's a yeah, a little different. I feel like, but if but, you have a kind of a contained like your your call. ODU is in the middle of the.
0: I mean, it was it's right? it was a it was a place. I mean, you just walk off the campus. You're. I mean, I think that's it. Campus does stop. There is a right. map.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just so happens that across, a the across the street is, is <laughs> a, right.
1: Totally, but like I feel like there's got to be some kind of. You're not allowed to have a bar proper in the campus. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean maybe. maybe maybe yes. I mean I would I would guess so that there's not.
2: Right? I I mean I think I would it would assume necessarily so. not be a great place to have a bar like I think close to a campus but not on a campus just cuz half the people legally aren't allowed to drink but well, I, I don't know that it, there so would be think... a law that would prevent you. It would
0: not make sense. Yeah. Right? And that's probably what it is. Cuz I mean even like restaurants these places aren't even like it's not even like there's a restaurant that the that the that the, that the that's being run by the university that you would like yeah. go to that would serve alcohol. It's like you're there's just Chick Fil A. Like I don't know. Yeah. yeah, there's really no place or or moment where you would be like, I need to go to a bar because you could just cross the street. Mm. Yeah, like ODU used to have like a row of bars that later got taken away. But it's, yeah, you just walk across. There's a couple bars just right out there. So. That's what I
1: figured. I don't know. Just the way that Xander kind of phrased it.
0: This looks like it's inside of a dorm. It's like Gosh. almost like you walk down a dorm. It does seem like it's like
2: the basement of a dorm of building. Of a dorm
0: building. Yeah. And obviously Jack is like, it's fine. He doesn't care about cards. He's like, just give everyone the beer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this guy is reckless as fuck. Put him in jail. What's going on? <laughs> well, he wants to make sure they drink that Black Frost. I,
2: it seems lucky important. that only Buffy and her guy pals were the ones drinking Black Frost.
1: Well, I feel like other people were. And we or, just didn't see them hmm, caveman out? All right. That's a good point. He clearly, Jack, had a vendetta against the rich and douchebaggy, which I get. Yeah, me too. So maybe he was only serving that. But Xander's one that poured it and he didn't know. Yeah. I, know. So I think they even specifically ordered that. They did, yes. So but someone else must, right? Like, you go to a bar, you see the tash like, The motherfucker a
0: made roast. a keg. The motherfucker made a keg. Yeah. He's yeah. ready to go. He
2: wasn't just dosing that specific, right. like, Glass or whatever. And it couldn't
0: have just been Colm. I mean, it's like, I think we're to assume that every person going to school is a pretentious dickwad. So he hates everyone, which is wild. So
1: we just didn't get to see the other Narendra thralls. I have to on imagine campus. that
2: after twenty years of being around pompous college kids who think they know everything, but you know, really know they know nothing, that are drunk and belligerent in your face, drunk and belligerent, would get wearing. Really would oh yeah, like yeah. you would hate everyone, kind of. And
0: if if anybody ever in real life talked like Colm did. I uh, yeah, I would want to poison him. As it makes well, me think so.
2: about um, no. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah, there... and there's like a scene where he's like in a bar and he's like a townie or whatever, and he's a janitor at the college. Right, and then, and then the like, girl's were, like, boyfriend or whatever, yeah, comes being in. a douchebag to him, and it makes me think about that really hard. Except yeah. for unlike Xander, who was just like, oh, I have beer. Like that guy Straight. was actually really, really brilliant. Right. So. I, don't know. Oh, I mean, movie. but,
1: hey, I've got beers again. Apparently,
2: <laughs> oh, go, that's okay. a thing, though. Yeah. On, I wouldn't be surprised. College bars filled with <clears throat> douchebags.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm sure it's insufferable.
1: If you were tied and gagged and left in a cave that vampires happen to frequent, it wouldn't really be like I killed him, really.
2: Buffy.
1: I'm a slut. We actually spoke a lot about this episode for there being no content, so I'm proud of us. We should yell about some things that are... Move this along. Daniel, do you want to go first?
0: The opening shot was Recycle of the Freshman. Uh, welcome, Freshman uh, was the banner that was hanging up in the corner. Oh, really? And the protest was happening in the corner. Um, say no to whatever. What, um, during her daydream? This Must Stop. No, at the, the opening establishing shot after the theme song. Oh, oh After okay. the theme song, our establishing shot of the campus was from the freshman. recycling like really of you're... the Freshman. Wow. It said Welcome, Freshman, and then in the corner was the This Must Stop. Holy shit, happening. I
1: didn't catch that. Yeah. So that was exactly the same. Me either. Yep. Nice.
2: Stacey, so, you want me to go? Um, I love that not only is Buffy daydreaming that she's going to save Parker's life, but she's daydreaming she's going to save his life like twenty times by killing a million vampires all at once. That's amazing. I thought that was great. Like she doesn't she doesn't go small in her daydreams.
0: No. Why not? Or should you?
1: <laughs> Nothing can defeat the penis. Um. Only made more awkward uh. by the fact that it was a voiceover. What? That was not so his awkward.
0: Voice. I know. Bizarre. Buffy, that is my best friend. You need to think about not Parker. He's no good. There are men, better men, wherein the
2: mind is stronger than the penis.
1: (laughs) Nothing can defeat the penis.
0: (laughs) Too loud. Very unseen.
2: I don't even remember that. I must have blocked it out. And we watched it this time and I was like, what?
0: Yeah, I wrote that too. Incredible. I can't believe. It wasn't his voice. It was so weird. Weird. It was so weird. It was so bad. You know there's more to it than white uh, Xander than uh, replying to Buffy saying when she's like, Mixing Bartender, drinks, mixed for drinks." She's like, I know. I've seen Cocktail. I've seen, seen cocktails. Cocktail. I can, can do, do the hippie, 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 shake. hippie shake. Have you guys ever seen Cocktail? No, it's Tom no. Cruise, right? It's Tom, yeah. It was uh, universally panned by critics. It got the Golden <laughs> Raspberry Award for Worst Picture. Uh, Vincent Camby of the New York Times said, quote, it's an upscale, utterly brainless variation of those variants of B movies in the 30s and 40s about lives, loves, and skills of coal miners? sandhogs and telephone linemen among others What's what does a that mean sandhogs i know i loved it i was like what is that sentence in 1992 <laughs> tom cruise was asked about the film and he said it was not a crowning jewel in his career <laughs> <laughs> but you
1: know a lot of people reference that movie all the time i know time. i've
0: seen i've seen clips where randomly they'll they'll show there's like a bar scene apparently where tom cruise like go you know is that crazy manic jumps on the table mm-hmm. or whatever does some crazy like pours i don't know what he's doing but they i've seen that in like other context well, I I don't, it don't like, really
1: became a thing Like, not only was that a little pop culture phenomenon of that scene but it even became a thing in bars like Coyote uh, Ugly the entire concept of Coyote uh, Ugly is that is, scene is that sure yeah so Wild. it may have been panned but you're talking about it and you? I
0: want the hippie, hippie shake I don't know maybe that's something that they say in the thing I don't know that's shaking just that a, cocktail shaker shaking that cocktail
2: I love Xander's fake ID. Oh my and, god. And when they were like, Yeah, that's definitely fake, and Xander goes, What gives it away? And Willow says, Looking at it. Looking at it.
1: I like <laughs> it the was up up. like the cutest little Willow moment. It was uh, adorable. In
0: the greatest ten minutes of the entire show so ever. Good. Yes.
1: So everyone should be well aware at this point that we have beautiful HD copies, and we're going to keep saying that probably throughout the season because Daniel got a wonderful screenshot of the ID, and for a show who doesn't always pay attention to the details, that ID, with the exception of the back of it that's completely blank, is fucking legit. They actually wrote shit in it. Now, Xander's name is Xander Harris on it, but which is funny because his name is Alexander, but never mind. But it seems to be an address in Ohio, um, maybe Mm a Powell, Ohio, but it puts his fake birthday as... November 29th 1970 he's 5'10 and he weighs 170 pounds he has brown hair and brown eyes did you know that but they put all that shit on there they even like made a fake governor signal, sig- signature I guess in like a seals a state seal maybe but I don't know I was very impressed with Xander's little burnt Reynolds fake ID while we're talking about Xander and that scene specifically Nicholas Brennan has a fucking tattoo on the inside of his arm I never saw that before Mm -hmm. it was really weird because like he leans over to show them the ID and his shirt raises up and there's like a little black almost looks like the mark of Igon tattoo it's
0: oh no yeah
1: just saying the truth is out there I know the truth is out there
0: I'm, I'm pregnant, pregnant by, by my stepbrother, who'd rather He'd be with my be best, my best friend. friend, and he's left and me with no place to live, no food except this bottle of wild turkey, turkey which, which I've drunk all up. That was me being tanked and friendless. That for was you.
1: me being tanked and friendless for you. Oh, God. What's amazing is we've all are still talking about this one scene because, <laughs>
0: and we will continue to circle this scene for. So I mean, serious. Serious. stay on the scene. Let's go.
2: About that scene. Oh, Although I do like clearly Xander wants that moment to happen so badly, and then later you see him in the bar, and that woman tries to do that scene with him and he just holds up the no-smoking card. He so doesn't even like look at the her. No
1: look, no smoking. Yeah. It's just fantastic.
2: Iconic. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> with his fucking weird volcano button-down shirt. yeah is, oh, is that boy. a pterodactyl? <laughs>
0: <sighs> He's an icon. An icon for the age.
1: Buffy just casually fucking implied that she wants to murder Parker, which is pretty fantastic. So So she said, like, we'll just leave him alone in a room with vampires and see what happens. A cave. (laughs) R.I.P. Billy Ford. That's not a joke that really happened.
2: No, a cave. She was like, I mean, if I tied him up and I just left him in a cave that vampires are known to frequent, is that murder? (laughs) Like, that's the math she's doing in her head. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) Absolutely incredible. I love it. Two notes on Parker. Two final notes on Parker. One. I've gathered my evidence and my report is in. He is the bad kisser. So Buffy kisses plenty of people. She seems to be fine at it. Proficient. Kisses plenty of people. She kisses Angel. Sure. There's never a moment that I questioned their kiss because it mm-hmm. seemed natural to people kissing like normal people. Uh, if you go back and watch Parker kissing the fake Katie Lunds or Lunez or whatever her name is, whoever that person is, he was a bad kisser with Buffy. He's a bad kisser with her. Okay. What are the chances? I'm going to blame it on Parker. Parker doesn't know how to kiss.
1: Okay. I believe very,
0: it. very bad. The other thing that I want to note that I was going to note before is when he comes on to Willow about getting laid, I thought he was going to be genuine about, like, just like telling her the truth or whatever. But then I was like, just like, Willow, I see your game. People shouldn't have to preface casual sex with, just so you know, I'll never grow any older with you. It takes the fire out of it. Maybe. I see your game. And then I was disappointed because I thought they weren't going to go for the trifecta, but they have. They finally done it. They have the no smoking, no drinking, no sex. They did. The uh, how often will that happen in a Buffy episode? The trifecta. And you still didn't get
1: that cheddar.
0: Chef's kiss. I mean, right. I'd be like, listen, we also say no smoking. Look at this kid. I know <laughs> and they're like the volcanoes are distracting that's what we're looking at they're like damn it <laughs> and joss is like that cost me a fucking wing on my house tracy
1: It's <laughs> magical nonsense
2: mm. um willow wears an iconic shirt in this episode oh my god it's white and it's got red faces on it knit gray sleeves and a leopard print collar <laughs> It's three shirts in one. It's three shirts in one. At well, first, I, I thought no it what was about. three shirts.
1: It's... Oh, well, I guess you don't have a picture of her. Oh,
0: oh, so but this. Oh,
2: you can oh, see that's kind of, the back of it. That's okay. two
0: of the shirts. That's all I got. Yeah, um,
2: God, yeah, I thought that's... it was three shirts, and I spent the entire scene to only realize it is actually, in fact, one shirt. Whoa. And my question, my question is, did they buy that shirt somewhere, or did they have it made especially for Willow? Because either option is honestly terrifying.
1: Yeah, where would she find it? Did it's, did she make it? I mean, it's, I <laughs>
2: it's weird to think about. It's weird to think about someone who's not designing for Willow to make that shirt and think people are going to want to buy this, even in the nineties. Right. But then it's also weird to sit down and think, what would Willow wear? And that is the thing that comes to mind. And you must make be it. fun
0: to make for Willow. <laughs> it's like give her whatever.
1: Uh, the little bits I've seen of the like the interviews with the woman that does the wardrobe really likes Buffy and is very much like fashion forward. She's like a fashion person and really used Buffy as an example to set trends. And apparently she did in the nineties. I mean, I wasn't a teenage girl in high school in the nineties. I was a little too young. So, and a little too gay, but, uh, I, I think women, like some women did kind of emulate Buffy's style a little bit. At least that's what the woman was hoping. Mm -hmm. Willow was always supposed to be the, the dorky (laughs) one, but like she's had her glow up this season. And this is a, this is a setback. It this is. is a personality setback done know, through three shirts and one. <laughs> Do you think setback? they did it
2: just to make her look worse in comparison to Veruca? I mean, maybe. she's wearing a very buffy outfit.
1: Yeah, I mean, they certainly, in the next episode of the Heart, go out of their way to be like, Willow's a dork. Mm. And Veruca's like sexy and very cool and cool. dangerous. So oh, maybe really? this is this subtle. <laughs> I just want to look respectable on this, considering I'm
0: probably going to die in it.
1: My mother always said beer is evil.
0: Joyce is zero. Joyce Summers of 10. at some point. <laughs> Joyce, zero of 10. <laughs>
1: Even when she's not
2: in the episode, she ruins it.
0: <laughs> the worst. Uh, the Beta Delta Gamma member.
2: <laughs> Rough day? Nah, it's been super. Uh, be- <laughs> Beta,
0: Delta, Beta Delta Gamma, not a real fraternity or sorority, sorority. Really? You would be surprised to learn, huh. as you are surprised. Yeah, we accepted. Her name is Malady. That's all I could get. Malady. Malady. That's not a name. A Malady is a bad thing. Melody. That's what I thought, but it was definitely Mal, Mal, Malady. Okay. All right. Was it, so Malady, yeah, we accepted Malady's pledge and made her an official sister of the Beta Delta Gamma, and our pins arrived today, and I designed them myself. Doesn't work, but it is a reference to the Alfred Hitchcock Presents show from, uh, this was November 14th, 1961. The premise is... Mark and Alan are frat boys during a party at a beachfront frat, ch- frat house. Mark challenges Alan to a drinking contest. Alan drinks a full pitcher of beer and Mark refuses to do the same. Alan becomes angry, but he and Mark eventually pass out. Alan's frat brothers decide to play a joke on him by injecting Mark with a substance to make him appear dead. They place a bloody murder weapon next to Alan's hand, hoping that when he wakes up, he'll think that he killed Mark. The prank goes off according to plan. The prank goes according to plan until Alan decides to cover up his murder. He buries Mark's body on the beach. Then the prank is revealed to him, and he desperately returns to the beach. Unfortunately, the high tide has washed away all of Mark's grave. He's a fool. He's just a big, dumb, jerk person, if you ask me. Tracy Jones is pulling that fraternity, which does not exist, but is an episode of TV that is about drinking. Wow. So, Do you think she really... 100% she did, huh, wow. because she's a genius. Wow. Yeah.
2: Nice. Forbes layers um i love drunk buffy slash cave slayer buffy every single thing she says is honestly comedic gold uh, for example when they're sitting in class and she raises her hand and the teacher's like yes oh my God. and she goes she, she read the reading and points <laughs> at willow
1: like ah. she read the reading is the best she read the reading
0: <laughs> buffy want beer no, you can't have beer
1: Want beer, <laughs> and we've got a new addition into Buffy's fun pajamas, which she's got some butterfly. Pants yes. Oh, I love So good.
0: No depression overalls. Her
1: watching awesome. the music video, iconic Luscious Jackson. By the way, yeah. who I fucking love, and I did not recognize in the video, but it oh, is I thought you talking perfection. about perfection. The
0: music video inside of our TV show. Veruca and her band. Yeah.
1: Oh no! Video. No that music video. The, the one that she's
2: hugging and the Buffy's hugging the
0: TV right. That one was good. The other one was egregious.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. That's I'm right. so into it. But I'll save all my George, Sarah, and thc anecdotes for next episode, where it'll be a little more relevant. Good.
0: Good.
2: Buff, so have you heard of this Veruca chick? Dresses like Faith, voice like an albatross.
0: Oh, I need to take umbrage with the cleaning of the bar. I don't know if you guys noticed this at all, but when Xander, Jack did the worst, Jack did the worst. So Xander, first of all, though, he went over. I know he's trying to collect his money or whatever and get them to leave, but he's just like with a clean rag, is just wiping peanuts dust around, and yes. then onto the floor, too, and right? on, yeah, 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 just like not trying at all. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then Jack at the end, yep. he he is he is first focusing on a spot near the corner where the wall is that no human being has probably ever, not even with their elbow, ever touched. And he's just we again dry rag. Just dry ragging it. And then when Xander no. leaves, that's gross. When Xander <laughs> when Xander when Xander leaves, he then yeah, just like polishes this one little already clean spot and calls it a day. Like, he what like, are you even doing?
1: picks up a bowl of peanuts to like wipe under it but, but then puts all the peanuts and it all back on the like, garbage back on the bar. <laughs> so Jack's a monster okay.
0: and he needs to be in prison. I mean, I don't know what else to say <laughs> about this. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm just going to continue saying wonderful drunk Buffy things that yes. I thought were amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I love when she's leaning over on the table and she leans over to one of the guys. I don't even remember which one and she just goes smelly head.
0: <laughs> I think that was calm. <laughs> And her face too. I mean, they're all so expressive. I, the four guys did a good job Buffy too. They really were really
2: just like committed. Yeah. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar did so good in this episode. and I'm sure it was so embarrassing for her. But I'm just like, I think well, it's I embarrassing. She had fun. I hope
0: it's embarrassing. It's definitely embarrassing after the fact, but I'm sure it was a l- hopefully a lot of fun. Yeah. in the moment. Because how did, did she ever do that? I don't know. She just gets to be a totally different character. It yeah. must be really fun. Yeah. And all the dialogue was really. fun funny even like a a great one that i loved so much was when you know xander was doing the beer bad thing and then he's trying to get her out the door mm. and she's just like say goodbye or whatever you yeah. know like and he was like goodbye and goodbye. then she was like, and she's like it's like bye. bye
2: and um when xander is like okay you've had too much to drink i've cut you off and then there's a beat and buffy goes did it hurt oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> cut
1: you off <laughs> yeah. so good so we've got a three-fold fire situation. So, one, fire caveman trope because mm. that's classic. Anytime you see a caveman and we, we're going time traveling and do whatever, you bring out the lighter.
0: Not the Geico caveman, no, though. They, mm. They're fine.
1: No, that, that's true. Oh, they my God. They can work God. in offices
0: and they're fine. The Geico
1: Caveman. Remember when we made a sitcom about that?
0: Oh, yeah, we did. A that's
1: commercial right. got turned into a sitcom? Oh. Yeah.
0: Maybe they'll yeah, make a sitcom about Neanderthals. Us. Some of I know. Them oh, are entrepreneurs. God. Come on, Buffy. What do you then we
2: One of them invented the wheel. I mean, I mean come we owe on. it all to that.
1: Also turned a Twitter user into a sitcom in 2012. So we clearly will never learn. Twitter user? Yeah, shit my dad says. Yeah, shit my dad oh.
0: says. He must be gone at this point. He's like, not a thing. Oh,
1: I, I don't know I'm yeah. sure I'm sure whomever tried to make that show bought the rights to his Twitter feed oh, sure, somehow sure. so yeah. oh yeah. my God I completely got oh yeah so fire trope we got that yes and then uh Buffy K Buffy finally throws a fire extinguisher into the fire oh, and yes. so using good. it so God would it explode because it's certainly pressurized wow. the chemicals within it obviously are a flame retardant like something to stop the flames but anything under pressure I think would explode oh yeah, right maybe we need a lot more i don't know
2: how many that. people have thrown fire extinguishers into fires to test that i theory. don't think yeah. if, it,
0: if it fell and then it went off like that would be a bad design i
2: mean it is pretty heavy duty it might have taken too long for it to get to the point it would it yeah. explode yeah
0: yeah i don't think
1: so fair enough uh and parker terrible and in a crisis what do we do <laughs> Bobby, what do we do <laughs> well to his credit it was it seemed to
0: be a controlled fire that never did spread from the edges of the scene where they were filming that TV Luckily. Yeah, yeah, it's almost really so like somebody played it. And no one else was coughing, but he was, because yeah. there was smoke, quote unquote, you know. Appropriate. Yeah, smoke. Nice, yeah. good job. Coughing because of the smoke, mm-hmm. as you should, mm-hmm. but no one else seemed to care about the smoke.
1: No, they were totally unaffected. It's not a thing. Parker's a wimp. He's susceptible to smoke. Being called an idiot tends to take people out of the dating mood.
0: Hmm. It actually kind of turns me on. I fear you. Xander to Giles, excuse me. I can't believe you said Buffy that beer. I didn't know it was evil. You knew it was beer. Well, excuse me, mister. I spent the 60s in an electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove. It was the early 70s and you should know better. I think he was going for oh, the I electric Kool-Aid name. acid test. That's a good one. Oh, that is a good name. Yes. We're doing a Buffy trivia soon. Yes. We'll let you know how we do. Yes. But we're definitely going to name ourselves the electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove. That's Okay. <laughs> All right. But I think in this case, he's looking for Tom Wolfe's "The electric Kool-Aid acid test. That's
2: yes. The um. So one of the great things I think about this episode, while it does go downhill once we get the full on Neanderthals, you know, you know that Buffy is just like jonesing for catharsis with Parker. She wants to be able to save him and just be so wonderful and amazing and so Buffy in front of him that he's like, I'm a shithead and I hate myself. Yeah. Basically. And she gets that moment. She saves him from very real danger. And he does it. He has the moment where he's like, Buffy, oh my God, how can I thank you? And it's so wonderful because you get this moment with Buffy where she's like, it's like you can tell she's thinking about it and she's still like cave Buffy, but you're like, She's getting it. She's gonna be happy. She's gonna go for Parker, and then she just bonks him over the head and knocks him out with a stick. And it's so, so perfect. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. <laughs> I just and wrote, she did it. Assault, assault. That is assault in assault. front of first responders assuming, I including police. Love men. it.
2: I said that's so much head trauma for one person. <laughs>
1: so much. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit.
2: Yes. 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 All units, we have a fugitive on foot at the high school. Homicide suspect, female, blonde, approximately sixteen years old. Suspect is very dangerous.
0: Uh, this was also a master class in jump cuts as well, uh, which I love so much, dearly, in the show. And Tracy is like, yes, I'm going to do it. Uh, intro between the daydreams, obviously, was very fun. Yeah. Uh, the bartender always listens, cuts to Xander screaming, what? <laughs> so uh, Buffy's a grown-up, opening the door to her being a cave person. Uh, and uh, the men haven't changed since the dawn of time. Cue the cavemen walking in. So good just you got to do it if you're if you're coming to buffy hot or brand new Jump cuts. you got to come hot yeah, yeah. So, so tracy good. killing it
2: um my final last favorite scene <laughs> Is when they put the Neanderthals into a into a van, and the child's is like, "Whose van is that?" And Xander's like, "I don't know." Oh my god! But then, and then, it cuts so to Buffy and she's just like communing with them, leaning up against the <laughs> window, and like one guy's got his feet on the window, and she's just like, mm. "And I love it so much."
0: And at the end, she tries to go back, and Xander pulls her away. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, the, the whose van is that? It's just like. <laughs> I don't know who was unlocked. See, that's I what I mean.
0: That's a great writer because yeah. you don't have to explain it. You don't even have to do it. And she did it. And it was great.
1: So good. Oh, yeah. That was um, right after the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. Anyways, I think the boys in the car contained for the time being. This will give him some time to ponder the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. And the geopolitical
0: ramifications is good. I forgot to bring that up. I remember after seeing this, I I remember being livid. This was a Mm. low point for me watching the show. And I use that phrase all the time. I forgot. Because it's just like such a dumb thing. The geopolitical ramifications up and you just say whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it just became part of like my, like in my head, you know? (laughs) There's something you would just say when you're out or I don't even know when you would use it. But yeah, I forgot it was even from that. So when he said that, I was like, whoa like three year ago me was like trying to like because i stopped using it i stopped even thinking oh, yeah. about it you know it's like because when i first heard it it's just so funny and stupid and i just forgot where i even came from we must have been drunk when yeah. we watched this oh, before yeah. sure. which was apropos <laughs> because honestly all i had was just that's absolute, why they
1: didn't get the money well thomas aquinas is it? Oh. Oh. there'll be no thomas aquinas at this table keep your theology of providence to yourself fat boy i was just drawing a parallel between beer
0: Final thing, just to bring it all back around to the unprovoked assault, Uh, when Buffy hits Parker at the end, you can just imagine our cop from before saying, Hey, ain't you that Buffy Summers who we interrogated over the mysterious death of your your mother's boyfriend took a witness statement of those dead kids that even I can't remember? And eerily, and maybe this was me, I yelled freeze at you once when you were fleeing the library after the murder of your friend. And maybe it was me, but I'm not sure. I might have fired the weapon while you were robbing that sporting goods store down on Devro last year. Now you assaulting sexual partners with a rubber stick. Our cop is back.
1: Yes! That was amazing. Iconic. Oh, God. You have to keep that going forever. By the season seven, it's going to be so long. I,
0: I just need more cops, man. They There's keep gonna...
1: they keep on coming. No,
0: no. I went back through and I'm just like, I, I went through all the episodes from the Devro thing. Like, I never meant, I would have mentioned this again if there was a cop presence. I don't think we've had like a gang of cops again. Oh, no, no.
1: no. Like, it'll keep happening through this good, good. season. Oh, the yeah. Series. I'll keep I mean, going. I, I, oh, yeah. No, no.
0: This, is, a, this is definitely Ooh, a thing. It's
1: been a while. That was... <laughs>
0: Oh, no, that was uh, consequences that was or whatever. That was so unexpected.
2: Right? I'm so
1: happy that happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, and if you listening are also Ooh. ecstatic about Daniel's <laughs> beautiful rattling off of all puppies police encounters, <laughs> please let us know by reaching out to us at Beat Me Pod everywhere Twitter, <laughs> Tumblr, Instagram. There's a website, beatmepress.beatmepod.wordpress.com. We have a Spotify playlist that you can also enjoy if you're listening to us on Spotify right now. Great. Thank you. You can also pop on over to Beat Me Hyphen Funtime Playlist for Podcast Fans Season 4. If you're already in Spotify, go ahead and pop in that playlist. That'll contain every song that's been on the show so far in Season 4, as well as any music we might play during our episodes. So please enjoy that. Let's move on with the watches. Gotta give me an update. I need that watch update.
0: It was a... An 0 for 10. 0 for 10 night. Damn. Uh, Xander construction outfits. No, he was, he's all pterodactyl and volcanoes. Uh maroon jacket watch. No, Buffy's hardly Buffy. Uh, Forrest is gay for, <laughs> Forrest is gay for Riley watch. It's a no, but Riley definitely, when he was like, I got friends, I'm I know, I know. hundred 100%, like, oh, 100% Forrest. So again, we're getting these tantalizing tidbits of Forrest, but he's not around to really just, you know, stand for Riley. So, uh. Devon watch no but uh, Oz needs to go to practice oh and I didn't even mention this before the whole Willow Oz thing one episode you're going to explain the destruction of their relationship we could probably get into that more next episode we will, when we'll, we'll, we we'll have, even talk about
1: it in a second a little bit yeah because
0: that's oh my god that is the most egregious part I'm sorry Tracy that sucks that you have to try to be the one to do that uh, Devon watch no but I assume practice is that the, the, the dingoes are yeah. still a thing right oh, so, and we'll
1: even enter, mention him by name in something okay. blue Devon send him his stuff like that's a uh, thing Willow or somebody
0: says to Willow so. okay so yeah to Hoffman watch Sandy watch michael wicket amy goth watch there's no any although spells.
1: maybe jack's brother-in-law is related to michael somehow or is michael somehow we don't know
0: books a million there's no books at all <laughs> uh, streets ahead no streets at all no but uh, we
1: got the grotto which we've never seen before or true after but
0: that's on campus it's not like a that's not a... I know, but
1: it's a new location. Apparently it was mentioned. I'm sorry. This is
0: called Streets Ahead, not New Locations.
1: And the bar only named the pub. There's no actual name for no, it because, it's as also we discussed, is a basement. The, it's a basement. <laughs> we don't ever see it again either. Just.
0: It's incredible. And Giles, because I got nothing. Giles, I'm surprised Giles even showed up.
1: He does get pushed over, at oh least. God. Which is the most violence that's happened to Giles in a while. Wait, so when I, did he get pushed over? Uh, Buffy, like, throws him into the wall, right? To get out of... He definitely gets hurt. I like even wrote it down. Giles gets knocked over but not knocked oh yeah because when Buffy's trying to escape to get oh, to somebody she he throws him into the oh in the corner of the room
0: so biggest KO so far of this year is Giles falling over being pushed by <laughs> cave cave woman Buffy yes okay the
1: cave
2: slayer the cave, the cave slayer. slayer Buffy the cave slayer
0: also like a descendant of uh of the restless care I mean she was like a cave. oh the first yeah. yeah the first yeah yeah she definitely has is this like is this like a, a subtle nod at the first that Sinera? hasn't shown up yet?
1: Mm, maybe
0: is tracy doing more than we even know ooh. is this episode really it's actually like all, keeps it all together <laughs> oh my god so no that's an 0 for 10
1: another um, disappointing iteration of the watch ooh. thank you daniel for the update it
0: seems like why are we doing it i don't
1: know because <laughs> we must we're must. actually obligated let's rank this sucker willow hacks we talk about the net not a zip five giles oh my god giles was in this episode for maybe two and a half minutes of the whole thing but, like we just discussed, he does
0: get pushed over. <laughs> pushed and, over but he also gets weirdly, yeah, like, uh, talks to that student or whatever. We, had or to, right, he we just had to cut scene. to him talking to All the right. student, which was bad. Uh, it was just bad.
1: But he did come to try to help, so seven. That was oh. a Giles thing to do, that he came to try oh, to help. Wow. Monster... The TV is off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so
1: that's great. <laughs> Clutch Giles. Uh, Monster of the Week. Is it the Neanderthals? Is it mm. the frat boys' Brett Kavanaugh? Is it Jack?
2: We it's know alcohol. what it is. Is it
0: beer? Yes. Beer bad. Is a Parker. Ooh. I mean, Parker's a bad kisser, but I'm I wouldn't a I'm pretty sure Buffy
2: has bad. a history of telling you exactly what you should
1: know in the episode title. I know. True. I like to pretend that that never happens, but then I was proven wrong mm-hmm. time and time. So here's time the thing.
0: Alcohol that. is the baddie. Now you what? are drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer. That's true. So are we saying that we're bad or evil
1: well I gave it a four so clearly I didn't take kindly to the message of beer is bad but I did like the caveman uh like little get up it was fine I mean they I liked how work. they
0: looked literally everything else acting wise was terrible yeah they they were afraid of Xander's fire and yet they just started a fire on their own it's none of it makes yeah. sense
1: they also one of them said it was like oh fire and then he was like oh fire pretty yeah I know Fire right angry, but that was Xander <laughs> Riley handsome and charming so far, so good. I gave him an eight. Yeah, can't can't fault the guy. He was great. He's only. I mean, he got ran into. Seconds, but... He didn't ask
0: to be in this fucking episode. He's trying to get back to his love. So
1: I know was, he had so, to get to force. Buffy
0: runs into him like. Buffy runs into multiple people. God damn it, Buffy, chill the hell out. <laughs> Look where you're hey, going.
1: Attention. So friendship slash relationship, goodness or badness, uh, Buffy and Willow, great because amazing little conversation that they oh. have. Even though you know Buffy is a. Uh, kinda of out of it. She's hungover over. She's not quite cavy yet. She's just like out of it. But that whole like group sex conversation.
0: I don't know what to Xander's. <sighs> and then Parker. Oh. Oh. And then
1: four four guys. <laughs> Ow. Ow. <Yeah. laughs> but she doesn't judge. She's like she just accepts like okay, Buffy's having casual we've moved from, from one instance of Parker to, to, to group sex, but that's okay. I still well, love and you and support and you. Buffy
0: said that earlier. I'm a slut.
1: <laughs> she did <laughs> She's had sex with two men. One of them is 300 years old. But obviously. (laughs) That's
0: more of the problem. Well, yeah. Whole other thing. Oh, sure.
1: Obviously, the big issue in this episode, uh, relationship wise, is the Oz and Willow factor. So
0: it's. Yoko factor?
1: Sorry. Another great fucking episode of television. Um. Sish and I kind of talked about this while we were watching it. It, it. I think I think Seth Green does a really good job of like being transfixed mm. in a really so believable good. way. Like he's really mesmerized. He's such
0: mm-hmm. a great actor. And, it, and his
1: face is so subtle. Mm-hmm. Like it really just barely shifts. Like the music starts and he just like, he makes, it feels so real. Like that's how you would feel if you've ever been struck by something, not, not mm-hmm. even like a person, but just like, Oh man, like, ah, oh, so good. His yeah. face and everything.
0: Well, the mysteriousness of it all was so good. Like all of the legwork was there. If, if you let this thing simmer, I think it would be just fine. Like, especially as like the first of it, of it happening, like this little distance that they're doing, but it's just knowing that next episode is going to be the break. It's like, yeah. Holy shit. We're steamrolling this fast. And we have to shoe in the conversation between Oz and her, you know, about like, I'm not going to go to the practice. And he's like, Right. Yeah, I guess you won't. See ya. It's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You guys went from being, like, the most adorable couple one episode ago to, like, oh, icy cold. And maybe, you know, that's real life. That can happen, right? But, like, damn.
1: I mean, even, like, a scene ago. Wasn't he in the Xander oh, scene, scene, too? Ago. Like, they.
0: The, yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, I, It's like they decided halfway through or, like... We really got to push this forward. I mean, who knows?
1: Knowing yeah. now that they had intended the arc to stretch the season and then just didn't work out because of Seth Green's schedule yeah. makes a lot more sense in hindsight mm-hmm. because yeah. holy shit, an episode and a half, if we're being generous, for their relationship that's been going on for two years now, yeah, that is the most solid thing on the show. And it's just like such a great supporting, loving relationship to gone yeah. is like really jarring. And, and obviously... <sighs> Ruka is a great cop-out, especially if when they add the werewolf aspect to it, like, okay, but it's... This is a lot, and yeah. I think that uh, Alice Hannigan also does a great job in the scene, too, to... to um, and maybe that's Tracy, too, just with the the words where she's like, what... Do you know her? Like, the, yeah. the oh, reaction yeah. is... Oh, yeah. Because I read Nothing's it as... Nothing's
0: accusatory. Nothing's, like, mm-hmm. being mean about it. Nothing's because like, it's weird. I saw you yeah. staring at them because you're not like, Oz oh, isn't that person. Right. Like, clearly I'm think. being out of line here, so I'm just gonna, like... Whenever he brings it up, I'll bring it up. Like, we'll just kind of do this tit for tat thing. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. I like that line a lot. Do you know her? Like, why do you want to keep going? You know, just like, tell me more because I'm curious and I want to know more. But like, I'm not, I'm not being jealous, you know? I don't know. It's and good. obviously the,
1: the scene continues on that we don't get to see because Willow's talking about it when she walks into the dorm room with Buffy of like, yeah. oh, this is Veruca. Uh, <laughs> <in> a Veruca. <laughs> Which really is great. great. Huh? Yeah. But it's uh, it's really sad to see, and I think the next episode is going to be really emotional, and yeah. uh, I'm not looking forward to that. So no, all that sure. to say, I gave it a seven because <laughs> of Buffy and Willow are friends. Well, Xander
0: was a great friend too. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, episode specific, debating the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering. One of ten. One Thanks, Brad McAvana yeah. slash Colm. So that's going to be thirty-two, five out of five for the season. Below yeah. harsh light
0: today. Wow, so, shocker,
1: shocker. <clears throat> you
2: ready? to make bad choices. <laughs> yes,
1: alcohol. Choice is kind of a broad term for my situation.
2: Um, I feel like my ranking list is getting wildly unwieldy. <laughs> so I'm about to make a bad choice. Oh, yes. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to put beer bad at number one. 35 <laughs> out of 61. Yeah, Are that, I mean, it's high. That's, yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's pretty high. Dark, age. I dark mean, age.
2: It's below dark age. Dark Age is at twenty seven. Okay. Okay. It's directly below What's My Land, Part One and Faith, Hope, and Trick, and it's above Surprise and the Prom, and it is like ten above Killed by Death and Bad Eggs.
1: But you love Bad
2: Eggs. I do love Bad Eggs, and I wish it was higher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I can't change it. I have no control over this.
2: And it is the um, third highest ranking episode of the season so far. It's below, or it's above Harsh Light of Day and the Freshmen.
1: You think this episode is better? (laughs) I love it. Than The Freshman and Herschel in a Day.
2: Yes, by four slots.
1: I can't. I can't.
2: Daniel?
0: (laughs) I thought for one blissful second that I was wrong about this episode. And it felt so good (laughs) to be like, I was just so drunk. (laughs) Apropos for this one. I thought I was so drunk that I would just misread how great this episode was going to be. And I'm glad on one hand that I was wrong about the first 20 minutes because it was fantastic. But I'm glad it panned out in the end to be kind of a shit episode. That, that all of it with the caveman was terrible. And it really comes down to um, the same problems, which is that it's contrived. It's kind of stupid. Um, at least we see the end of Parker, right? This yes, is the end yeah. of Parker. I don't believe we see him. mention again. Uh, the music video being in the TV sh- my TV show episode. I'm never was- going to be
1: mad at Paige Moss was really pretending bad to be in that band.
0: The rules are stupid as we only barely touched on. But, um, you know, things like, um, I think that Jack giving his acid beer to an innocent girl, I think it's like fucked up. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like him wanting to get these guys. I thought it was kind of like trying to get them, but you're right. Like Xander's pouring it. Like yeah. he's just giving the shit out, but it seems like they're the only ones. Uh, and also like admitting about the warlocks was a weird flex because Xander, we don't, he, how do you know that he's even in this world? Why would you um, say this something? like this? We don't. And also, yeah, everyone is repressed as hell. So, like, why would you even say that to a random kid? You don't know that he's part of the... He knows, you know? Right. Fucking crazy. The Oz and Willow stuff obviously is bad. And also the fire stuff at the end. You know, Buffy saying fire is bad and then running to the fire makes absolutely no sense. So, literally, everything at the end made no sense. Mm -hmm. And it was just very bad. Mm -hmm. But it did get us having uh, the rubber stick because it was rubber. If you go back and watch her pick up the stick... In the controlled fire in the new cafe that is now burned down and probably will never be seen again. Uh, it's a rubber stick. Oh, I'm sure. She presses down on it and it like bends. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. So every time she's whacking Parker, I'm like, oh, that's fun. That must be fun. Like, you're not actually hurting them, but it's a real stick. So I am, uh, I, I guarantee you that I put this in like 130 territory last time. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put this at number 77. <gasps> So it's, it is just above Faith, Open Trick. So it's better than Faith, Open Trick. That's what I did. It's better than Beauty and the Beast. But it is under School Hard, 73. Mm-hmm. And I Only Have Eyes for You, 72, which is the one that I would love to move up more because it deserves more. Yes. But yeah, so it's – I don't think that it's the, that quality. Like that line for me is like right at 75 because then it dips off incredibly. I
1: cannot – I cannot believe. You have a lot of bottom to fill out. I mean, phrasing, but you, uh, (laughs) and you were like, nope, 70s. This is where beer. I think there's going to be a lot of,
0: I think there's going to be a lot more of six and seven. That is gonna be bad. Then I don't. I, mean, I don't know, man. Smash. Some the
2: right. of seven is yeah. really a slot. I know, and
0: so honest. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I just. I gotta go with what I gotta do. That's the bad part about seven. Seven really gonna get the I short mean, strip. At, at the end of the thing.
2: day, you're just gonna have
1: to justify it. You're
0: just gonna have to justify it. Yeah, absolutely. This will be my. This will be my dark age. Should we, we see, all have a reckoning?
1: Like, uh, Killed by death. One thirty-seven.
0: Killed by death is at the bottom, so there yeah, okay. is no. There is no. Yeah, Actual bottom. There is no more bottom
1: now. Okay. No. okay. So. Well, I mean, one thirty-six and all the numbers. Sure,
0: one thirty-six might be taken too. 131, 30. Reptile Boy. 130, Puppet Show. 134, 6, 3 are open. 37, Killed by Death. 32, Some Assembly Required. 35, Bad
1: Eggs. Nice. So 136. So six. That's Someone my gets lowest. The coveted second lowest.
0: What would be? I, I don't even know. Probably yeah. Where the Wild Things Are. That's oh, probably That's coming. Probably excellent
1: choice. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Boy for the Vampire Slayer. Beer Bad is in the books. We would never have to watch this episode of television ever again, should we not choose to do so but you know what i probably will uh any parting words either of you anything
0: they had it coming with their fruity their fruity little micro brews
1: oh <laughs> yeah how dare people enjoy craft beer deja it's i like know. beer beer good
0: beer good it's comforting nice, foamy foamy foamy, foamy.
1: thank okay. you so much for listening we'll see you next time for season four episode six a little tearjerker wild at heart see you then
2: Bye! Bye! She called me late last night Say she loved me so Didn't matter anymore You
0: got trouble? Tell them to the bartender I say she never cared And that she never
1: will Oh, contraire, mon frère
0: all <laughs>
2: Beer,
0: like beer, beer, good. And I'm drinking well, you know that you're my friend and I'll say, I think I'll have myself a beer. Go home and go to bed. Say bye. Bye. Bye.